This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. My name is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial & Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And while on our website, please click on the radio page to check out our past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And as always, please don't hesitate to reach out to our office with any questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, listeners, we're going to start this week's episode with one word, frugal. It's a word that some people wear like a badge of honor and others dread. And to be honest, a lot of my clients tell me that one of their main goals when building a retirement strategy is to avoid a retirement that requires them to be frugal. And that's great. Retirement is a reward for a lifetime of hard work, diligent planning, and some sacrifice, and so you want to enjoy it. But being frugal doesn't mean that you have to go without, and it certainly doesn't mean that your retirement has to be constrained. In fact, it's possible that embracing frugality may make your retirement even more fun and full of potential. So on today's show, we're going to examine the notion that you can be both frugal and happy in retirement. But before we do, let me bring my excellent co-host on, Mr. Tony Shore. <laughs> All right. Well, Nick, it sounds like we've got a good show uh, lined up. And, you know, when I hear the word frugal, I, I think of Scrooge. But uh, uh, it's a little too early for a Christmas carol. So uh, we'll move past that thought. But you know what? Uh, I've had a great week. I had a good Labor Day. How are things there? How have things been going for you, Nick? Yeah, it's been a great kind of extra day with that, you know, at the Labor Day weekend. That was fun. And I was thinking about the show today, actually, because, you know, unfortunately, being a financial advisor, my wife many, many times tells me that I'm too frugal about everything. So um, (laughs) we've had that conversation a lot lately. (laughs) Other than that, things are great. Sure, sure. Well, uh, wait a minute. Uh, Let's back up here a minute. You mean Herstel gave you a day off? (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't hey, sound it was a holiday it was a holiday sound like the hostel i know letting you have holidays <laughs> wow wow you guys are you're living the dream over there i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding well uh, you guys uh that's great and i know you've been really busy as well uh but uh i'm interested to hear more about how we can be both frugal and happy that's the key here uh, you said we can do both, and I'm interested in how we can achieve that. I, uh, and, you know, I, I'm going to try to be frugal, which is why I'm going to ask you to buy lunch after the show. Right? Uh, <laughs> that might happen. <laughs> <laughs> and by might, you mean absolutely not. All right. Uh, but all kidding aside, I, I think this is really interesting. I mean, being frugal has negative connotations, and referring to somebody as frugal isn't always seen as a compliment. So, I'm excited for you to put some shine back on the word frugal today. 
Yeah, yeah, totally, Tony. So let's uh, let's just jump right into it, if uh, that's okay. Um, You know, the the first thing that I wanted to talk about um, about being frugal is um, thinking through uh, retirement strategies. Right. And so um, the first thing is building a proportional spending plan is extremely important when you're thinking about retirement. And so um, if you look at some data from the Employee Benefit Research Institute, it notes that for most people between the ages of 65 and 75, spending roughly breaks down um, in this equation, about 45% for housing and home-related expenses, 12% for transportation, 11% for food, and 10% for healthcare expenses. And digging even deeper, um, folks in that age group of 65 to 75 generally spend about 11% on entertainment, 3% on clothing, and 5% on other expenses. And so I would urge our listeners to look at your current expenses and see um, if they fall fairly within this model. And if not, you may want to consider some adjustments. Well, yeah, and and that's true. I mean, that model makes sense to me. And working closely with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, I think that's another way to adjust your budget and work on it uh, in a way that's going to emphasize both frugality and an enjoyable lifestyle. Well, yeah. And and speaking of lifestyle, um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is defining your preferred lifestyle in retirement. And, you know, the best place to start with that is is probably your home. And so, you know, are you going to stay put in the home that you raised your children in? Or is it time to downsize to a condo or perhaps a single floor townhome? Um, If you're really going to throw caution to the wind and, and live a retirement lifestyle full of nearly endless travel, then that's something that you'll need to carefully think about for your budget, obviously. And so, um, you know, as much as possible, you should determine your preferred lifestyle before you retire, because it's typically not something that you just want to try to figure out on the fly, right? After, after you get to that (laughs) point. (laughs) That's true. And if you're going to be on the road a lot, downsizing your current house may be an easy way to save some bucks, right? Well, exactly, exactly. And, you know, smaller homes require less upkeep and maintenance, which keeps more cash in your wallet. And by necessity, downsizing means that you're going to have to get rid of some of your stuff. And we've talked about that on some shows previously. But while you'll probably have to simply donate most of that stuff, you may be able to sell some of it. And earning a few bucks, uh, you know, here and there is never a bad thing, right? Right. Oh, well, for sure. That's that's so true. And I mean, downsizing is a great way to, uh, you know, help your budget, but it could also mean less work and, and less stress. If, if ever there was a good goal for retirement, it's less work and less stress. Am I right? Oh, de- definitely. For yeah. sure. That's what you've worked so hard exactly. for, right? And so, <laughs> um, you know, the next thing I talk about is, you know, taking a chunk or two out of your transportation budget is another way to embrace uh, more frugality when you retire. Uh, because, you know, if, if you and your spouse or partner are both retired um, and you each still have your own car, maybe consider selling one of them. Um, you're not only going to make some money off the top by doing that, but you'll also enjoy some considerable savings and in insurance. Um, you know, I mean, some savings with insurance and maintenance and gas, for instance. And if you'll each need the car for solo activities, just work out a schedule that keeps everyone on the same page. Now, no matter how many cars are parked in your driveway, 
reaching out to your insurance agent to discuss some potential savings is another very, very smart play that we talk with clients about. And don't forget that you aren't bound to stick with the same insurance company forever. I mean, that's why they renew you annually, right? And so if you find another reputable company um, that offers similar or better insurance coverage um, for cheaper, for a cheaper cost, then you might want to just jump on that and, and consider them, right? Well, yeah, that's a really good point. And my wife and I have done that with our insurance. You know, we have uh, we have three kids on our insurance, so there's five of us with five vehicles now. Everyone's driving, which is um, wow. Yeah, it's a costly nightmare, Nick. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's a that's a lot of your budget going to that specific yeah, thing. Yeah, and it? <laughs> uh, needless to say, the garage, the driveway, and the street in front of the house are full. So uh, there's always that <laughs> nowhere to park. Yeah, but you know, and a lot of retirees out there, we've talked about this before. They're embracing the RV lifestyle. And uh, I think we should also point out that buying a smaller rig, like a Class C rather than the larger Class A, will save you a lot in gas in addition to the smaller sticker price. Well, totally, exactly. That's right. And, you know, the the concept of go big or go home, in my opinion, just doesn't necessarily apply when you're trying to be a little more frugal. And so um, you, you make a very, very good point there, especially about, you know, toys and retirement really think through those things before you commit to them. Right. Well, there you go. I I like that. And I think uh, it's really important to uh, know these different ways to save some good money in retirement. Is, Is there anything else you have for us before we take a quick break here, Nick? Well, yeah, Tony, as always, listeners, you can visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or feel free to give us a call at 541 773 9567 to discuss how our team might be able to help answer any questions and address any of your concerns on your on your path to retirement. It is our goal to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. And that's some of the topics that we talk about on our show. So thank you so much. All right. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk right after this. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, an easy way to determine where you should have your retirement assets allocated is to use the color system for your money. We created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money, which is located inside our Retirement Income Toolkit. Download our complimentary Retirement Income Toolkit at jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us at 541-773-9567. Welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. My name is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or feel free to visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com and be sure to click on the radio page to listen to any of our previous shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, listeners, today we've been talking about the word frugal which often has a negative connotation. 
especially as it applies to retirement. And I have this conversation with many of my clients. And so many think that a frugal retirement means no travel, no restaurants, and no hobbies. But the reality is frugality in certain parts of your retirement strategy may actually provide you more freedom in other parts of your strategy. And that's the main point that we want to make today. Well, and it's a great point, and it's been a great show so far. You certainly haven't been frugal with good information on the show so far. <laughs> so what's the next tip for more frugality? I can't believe I have to say that word more than once in a show. Uh, from that, uh, yeah, what, what's, uh, what's the next thing on the list? Yeah, yeah, Tony. So, you know, the next way to bring a little more frugality into your retirement is not spending too much on food. And so I would urge our listeners to write out a menu, jot down the ingredients that you'll need on your shopping list. And then this is the key point. When you go to the store, you know, make sure you commit to not buying anything that's not on your list. I try to talk to my wife about this all the time. It doesn't always happen. Um, But, you know, also when you're thinking about food and your shopping list, shop at super centers like um, Costco, for instance, or local farmers markets where you can get some great deals. Well, yeah, and that's that's another great way. That's a good point. And as we know, uh, Americans love going out to eat. My hand is raised. Uh, but uh, does the article <laughs> say anything about going out to eat while still saving money? Well, definitely it does indeed. And, you know, one simple way to enjoy continuing to go out and eat while sticking to a budget is to eat at cafeteria-style restaurants like the Golden Corral or, you know, casual restaurants like Panera and Chipotle. Because, they don't really expect that you're going to tip in those specific restaurants. And so if you eat out a few times a week and you go to restaurants where you don't have to tip, you're going to end up saving yourself quite a bit of money um, along the way. Well, yeah. And, and that's, that's interesting. And uh, I think that a lot of people need to understand that uh, that's an area that, uh, you know, it can add up really, really fast <laughs> eating out. And uh, let's not forget about early bird specials. That's a way to save. I mean, uh, you know, all those jokes on the sitcoms about retirees eating dinner at 4.30 in the afternoon, uh, you know, that's funny. But the fact remains that the early bird often gets a great meal at a great price, right? I thought you were going to say early bird gets the worm there for a second. That's funny. <laughs> I almost that's funny, did. Tony. I almost did. I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you are very, very right, obviously, on that point that you just made. And, you know, uh, another way to really take care of your retirement budget is to take care of yourself. And we have talked about this a lot on our shows as well. I mean, you need to continue to exercise regularly, whether it's a, a long evening walk through the neighborhood or something that's more strenuous while you're in retirement, like pickleball or maybe a senior softball league. And Also, you need to work closely with a financial services professional um, for a lot of reasons, but one of those is to look at uh, a Medicare Advantage plan, for instance, which sometimes are less expensive than traditional Medicare. Um, There are many nuances with those plans, as we've discussed on our shows before. And so you do have to be aware, though, that while those Medicare Advantage plans have plenty of enticing possibilities and most of the time at a cheaper cost, they can sometimes come with some limits about the doctors that you can visit, for instance. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess there are ways to save on healthcare. Uh, and I guess uh, that's, that's good. I think people sometimes forget that it is possible to shop around a bit when it comes to healthcare. 
Well, there's no question about that, Tony, for sure. And, you know, along those same lines, you need to be certain to schedule elective medical procedures after you've hit your deductible and do your best to avoid out-of-network doctors uh, whenever possible because those out-of-network expenses can often be jaw-dropping for sure. Now, finally, I would tell you and urge our listeners to utilize the free preventative care that's built into our insurance plans. Some of them even have uh, free cancer screenings uh, that are often you know, included in the plans. And, and uh, make sure that you see your doctor on a regular basis for checkups that are clearly included in those plans as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another great point. And I know that, uh, you know, Ben Franklin, he knew what he was talking about when he said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you said it, Tony, for sure. Or actually, I guess Ben Franklin yeah. said it, but I'll just yeah. give you credit because you just brought that up. <laughs> sure. and, and, you know, I mean, I have to give you, have to give you some credit yeah, sometimes I love here, quoting right? Ben. <laughs> He's awesome. Was awesome. <laughs> Now, you know, Tony, having plenty of fun is absolutely essential um, in retirement as, uh, as well. And so, like we said earlier in the show, um, our listeners have just worked too hard to get the retirement that they want and find them to find themselves, you know, doing things like just sitting on the couch day after day without anything to do because they don't have any money. And so, if your retirement is going to include plenty of things like golf and day trips or other out-of-house uh, out activities, um, there's th things that you can ditch. Maybe cable is one of those, for instance. I mean, it's expensive enough um, that if you aren't using it a lot, it's probably not worth it. I mean, we've talked about all the different uh, streaming services before, too. You know, trade cable uh, for, for Netflix or Hulu. Um, both of which provide endless hours of entertainment for a fraction of the cost that cable does. And lots of museums, concert venues, theaters, and other arts establishments offer generous senior discounts. And so, you know, other than that, um, another great option is just to volunteer as an usher for your favorite venue. I mean, that way you get out of the house, you're having some fun, and you get to see a great show for free. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I love that. That's a great idea. And I also know some seniors who have had a blast auditing classes at local colleges. I think that's something that's uh, picked up recently. And, and traditional students in the class really enjoy hearing insights from an older person who may have had more experience in the area. Definitely. Many of our clients do that uh, here locally. And that is another great option for a rewarding way, um, you know, to spend some time while developing new knowledge or skills for sure. And, and that's the idea. So, you know, when it comes to being more frugal, um, another thing that we want to talk about is clothing because it offers a lots of possibilities here. I mean, depending on the career that you had, um, you probably have a few suits and dresses and maybe some ties, but guess what? I mean, once you're retired, most of those things can just go to the goodwill, right? I mean, and, um, some of them you just might want to throw right in the trash. I mean, if you spilled some mustard on a, on a tie of yours at a company barbecue, I mean, just get rid of that. Why do you still have it in your closet? Right. And so, um, the point is getting rid of some old clothes, um, they're just taking up space in your closet. It's just another great way to, to declutter. And, um, when it comes to your retirement budget, why spend a bunch of money when you don't have to, I mean, utilize sales and coupons, uh, when you shop at your favorite department stores or even better stick to thrift stores or garage sales. Right. There, well, there you go. Uh, that's, that's another good one. And retirement is all about 
uh, what you get to see and do as well as who you're seeing it and doing it with, right? So why spend a ton of money on fancy clothes? Just keep one or two of your classed up outfits in case you're, you know, you get invited to the occasional wedding or the opera, right? I know for you, it's probably (laughs) the opera, but... Well, yeah. Well, think about this. I mean, I guess most operas would probably frown on someone showing up in their old Star Wars T-shirt. Right. Right. Um, um, I I think you might do that, Tony, on occasion. Oh, sure. But um, sure. (laughs) um, We've had a lot of fun today. The old Journey Tour shirt. You've got tons of those still, don't you? (laughs) I might. I might. (laughs) Well, you know, we've had a lot of fun with the word, you know, frugal today, and I hope that we've shown that being frugal doesn't mean going without many of the things that you can enjoy. It simply means, you know, some small elements of frugality like we've been describing can add up and provide a more active and productive retirement lifestyle. Ah, that's a good one. Well, you know what? Uh, We should probably keep rolling here. I think it's been a great discussion uh, about retirement strategies that include some solid budgeting, uh, but yet doesn't mean you have to, uh, you know, go without things you want to do. What do you have for us next? Well, Tony, I thought we'd switch gears just slightly and talk more broadly about retirement strategies. And so, um, you know, another thing that I would mention is that You know, a 2021 retirement confidence survey from the Employee Benefit Research Institute noted that 30% of the respondents claim that they're very confident about having enough money in retirement. Uh, 40% expressed that they're somewhat confident. And that means that roughly 30% doubt that they're going to have enough money heading into the kind of retirement that they want. Right. Uh, There you go. Those are some alarming numbers, though. If any of today's listeners think they'd fall into one of those latter categories, I hope they'll get together as soon as possible with somebody like you, Nick, a financial services professional, right? I mean, a 30% doubt they're heading toward the kind of retirement they want. uh, That's not good. I mean, you might as well sit down with somebody and get a free uh, second opinion to to see how you might be able to figure that out, right? Right. and, you know, when it comes to double checking your retirement path, the the simple first step is, is really estimating your expenses. And, you know, it, it can be natural to think that your expenses are going to go down when you retire. And while that's often the case, it's not guaranteed. Um, you know, expenses related to your daily commute will almost certainly go down. But retirement may also mean that more meals are going to be out of, of the house and you're going to have more weekend trips that you're going to have to pay for. And don't forget to fully include your future housing needs in your examination, because if you're likely to downsize your home after you stop working, you'll probably have more money for some of those dinners out and for some of those road trips that I just discussed. But if you plan to remodel your current home or move into a bigger home, you're going to need to account for those increased housing expenses. And so I would just urge our listeners to take some time to add up all their current monthly expenses. And from there, determine as best as you can how many of those expenses are likely to follow you in retirement. And and from there, you can work out a comprehensive budget that seeks to provide both a stable and fun retirement. Well, that's what we're all looking for, right? Uh, Stable and fun. Two of my favorite words exactly. when it comes to retirement right there. <laughs> uh, I think that's awesome. And remind our listeners, though, about how much pre-retirement income most most people out there are going to need for a comfortable retirement. 
Well, it, it certainly varies from person to person based on their financial status and retirement goals. But, you know, most retirees aren't living on something as high as 80 to 90 percent of their pre-retirement income. Um, most people are, are more in the 65 to 70 percent range when you factor in mortgage payments, taxes and money that's currently being deferred into retirement plans. Yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. I, I think that's another interesting point. Uh, obviously. Uh, now, obviously uh, you want to have enough, but everybody's situation is going to be different. Well, and you've mentioned that 70% number on previous shows, Nick. Uh, so it seems right in line with uh, what you've told our listeners all along. Well, that's right. And you know, Tony, after you've hammered out your expenses, you'll next want to tabulate your income. And while you were you know, still in the office, your paycheck was likely your primary income source. But that obviously changes when you're retired. Now, for many, retirement income includes a combination of Social Security, pensions, and a 401k, or similar tools, investment income, and money from a part-time job, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there you go. I, I like that too. Uh, you know, a lot of people do go back to work after they retire. And I think it's a good time to remind our listeners uh, that they can visit the social security website and use the retirement income estimator to get an accurate picture of what, you know, their monthly benefits going to be. Right. And that's at ssa.gov. That's ssa.gov. Um, so, uh, let's also remind people that for, for a part-time job in retirement, it's not just about earning much needed money. It's about getting out of the house and doing something you enjoy also, correct? Well, for sure. And, and Tony, I wanted to mention also that for those who haven't already filed social security, I would really urge them to set up a meeting with a financial services pro before doing so, because when you file for social security, um, you know, you're going to have a huge effect on how much you can receive each month. So you really want to get the timing of your filing just right. It's, it's super, super important. Now, listeners, after you've gotten a solid understanding of both your expenses and income, it's time to do a little math. And if your projected income is larger than your expected expenses, then congratulations, you're on solid footing. And if your likely income significantly outpaces your likely expenses, well, that trip to Disney World suddenly doesn't seem like it's going to be difficult to accomplish. Well, awesome. And on that note, we're almost out of time. It's been a great show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, yeah, Tony, as always, I just encourage our listeners to visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or feel free to give us a call at our office here at 541-773-9567. Uh, to discuss how our team might be able to answer any questions or concerns that they have about their retirement planning. All right. Sounds great, Nick. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.